Hello, everybody. Welcome to Optional Opinion. I'm your host, Eddie V. Thank you guys for tuning in. I am back with a new episode. Forgive me once again. I have been gone away, but I got a great episode for you guys. And I actually am getting ready to get uh, the new season up and more episodes out for you guys. So I do apologize. A lot of stuff has happened uh, where I wasn't able to record uh, for a while. Um, But uh, I am back and I cannot wait to be recording again uh, to give you guys a great episode. So uh, we're going to get into this kind of historic retrospective in a sense uh optional opinion uh today's topic did sonic the hedgehog 2 become sega's mario world and it it sounds weird but uh when we break it down we'll kind of see um kind of like where super mario world kind of really sold the super nintendo did the uh did Sonic the Hedgehog two for Sega Genesis do the same thing? And then, well, we we shall find out. There was a lot of craziness that happened to it, but it's really kind of um really kind of insightful to see, uh, in effect. So we're going to get into the history of both games. Um, Sonic two released on November twenty first, nineteen ninety two, in Japan. Um, November twenty fourth was known as Sonic Tuesday with a two S. Uh, in the U.S. and in Europe, um, development began in 19- in November of 1991. Uh, Yuji Naka, the creator of the series, left Sega and joined with Mark Cerny at Sega Technical Institute. Hirokazu Yashihara, level designer of the first game, also joined. Um, it sold 400,000 copies in its first seven days and over 6 million copies throughout its lifespan. Sega Master System and Game Gear had also had a version of this game, and the game also introduced uh, Miles Prower, uh, or Miles Tales uh, Prower. And so, that's just a little history of um, Sonic 2. Um, and they actually created Sonic Hedgehog to battle uh, Super Mario Brothers, and still to this day, Sonic the Hedgehog um his series is still the leading game for uh, Sega, in a sense. Um, it became the mascot, and throughout every, like, after uh, after the Sega Genesis came out, Sonic uh, kind of have been on almost every console. Um, this is really Sega Saturn, Dreamcast. Uh, it just uh, even has some arcade games and stuff. But Sonic 2 kind of brought it to a new level they kind of restructured the game in a sense uh their Sonic the Hedgehog 3 I mean uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 1 um because with Sonic 1 you had three levels per zone um in Sonic 2 uh you had two levels per zone uh and you were able to play it um uh, with single player co-op someone could control tails and sonic on one uh on one tv or you had split screen where at the top you control sonic at the bottom you control tails and you were able to uh compete in that manner now there were uh some new levels uh emerald hill zone was kind of like green hill zone in a sense uh chemical plant uh um, chemical plant zone aquatic ruin zone casino night zone Hilltop Zone, uh, Hidden Palace Zone, All Ocean Zone, Metropolis Zone, Sky Chase Zone, Wing Fortress Zone, and Death Egg Zone. Now, Death Egg Zone uh, is kind of the final level 
uh, of the game, and you pretty much uh, will just um, fight um, Metal Sonic, and then you will fight Robotnik on it, or Dr. Eggman for some people who want to go on that route. So that was kind of Sonic 2. Um, I remember uh, having this game, and actually um, there is a cheat code to it that you did in the music uh, sound selection. You guys can find that out if you care to uh, figure it out, uh, find it out. But I actually played the full game, collecting all the emeralds and this is when like when you collect all the emeralds you got a uh, gold sonic um if you whenever you get like 50 coins uh or 50 rings um there when you got 50 rings in the stage and you meet a checkpoint it will circle around with these stars that you'll be able to go in and go to um a bonus edge which we'll talk a little bit later but we're going to get back a little bit more into the history and we're actually going to talk about uh super mario world um super mario world released on november 21st 1990 in japan and for the super Famicom in august 13th 1991 for the u.s for super nintendo and april 11th 1992 for europe and it was a packet game um sonic 2 ended up did get in the packing game also with the Sega Genesis a little bit later on. Um, directed by Takashi Tezuka while Shigeru Miyamoto served as producer. Shigafumu Hino took role of graphics designer. Nintendo EAD consisted of 10 people including 3 main programmers and a character designer. This game sold 20.61 million copies worldwide and it's probably more by now. And Miyamoto wanted Yoshi or a dinosaur companion in the game. So for people who uh, who see like uh, Takashi Tezuka and Shigeru Miyamoto when they talk about Mario and stuff together uh they that's kind of how it all started off and you could check out more and like Tezuka he brought in Yoshi's Woody World um and like kind of like the Yoshi Alice game so he knows his platformers as well as Miyamoto so um and Mario World Super Mario World was in a different uh, vein of Sonic 2 where um, you did still go stage to stage um, but there were tricks that you could replay those stages um, you would find colored uh, exclamation marks and when you land on them they will open up uh, more ways to get it throughout a level um, if you hit the get the yellow one you were able to uh, get a mushroom uh, if you was able to hit the green one, you would get a feather. Um, there was a red and kind of like a pinkish, in a sense. Uh, if you want to say red, I guess. But it was kind of a pinkish little color, like a deep pink. Um, those two you were not able to use within the game. Um, they were just kind of more for platforming. Um, this game also had hidden uh, pattern uh, paths that you could take. Um, and different tricks that you had to be some of the levels in. Um, they consisted of ghost houses, uh, you know, with certain paths. Um, you still fought the Cooper kids and you still fought, fought Bowser at the end. Um, you also had a mid castle, kind of like a, a, a mid boss in, in a sense that you had to get through. Um, there was different power-ups and everything but we're going to get a little bit more into that um but yeah the that was the difference between Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and Super Mario World uh Super Mario World came out 
definitely leading with the Super Nintendo and uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was the follow up to Sonic the Hedgehog and it came a year later after um, Mario Brothers so these games really kind of helped define those platforms and really sold them in a sense um, there were other Sega Genesis games that really um, brought out uh, the Sega Genesis and why people needed to, needed that and the Sega CD uh, but there was also a collective games also on the Super Nintendo that kind of uh, are still seen as historic classics and used kind of as a learning curve for games uh, today so when I come back, we're going to talk about the new family members, which is going to be Tails and Yoshi when I come back. Let's get into the new family members. Okay, so we introduce Miles Tails Prober. He is an eight-year-old fox with two tails. He's a mechanical genius. Uh, his propel has his tail. Uh, um, he propels his tails to fly, fly like a helicopter. So when you're playing, uh, when you're when you're playing Sonic the Hedgehog two, um, you could jump up and kind of, uh, in a sense, uh, be able to. Uh, like help Sonic out, like carry him uh, a little bit, or you know help him uh, fight Doctor Robotnik um, when you're on Act Two of a Zone, um, because uh, each count, each hit counts as one hit. So if you guys are both hitting them, um, they go into his one life bar because some some of the boss battles go into seven and nine hits, and uh, with Tails. Uh, you only get to play him up to a certain part. So, uh, throughout most of the levels and everything, you and uh, Sonic are fighting, uh, fighting throughout the level. Um, he does get a, a flying level in Sonic Two, which is a Sky Chase Zone. Um, and uh, if you guys want to read more history on uh on him, it's on Wikipedia. You guys can check out more for him. But with Tails, uh. Before, you know, he kind of started off the rest of the Sonic universe of, of cast of characters and stuff. Um, 
you only when I say you only can play into Sky Chase Zone, it's because with this one, if you're playing Sonic, every time you move, uh, Tails follows. So it's like a automatic two D, not so much a shoot 'em up, but uh, you still use Sonic um, uh, attack to hit them like his jump attack to hit them and everything uh i think you can spin dash off of the play and like kill yourself in a sense but you shouldn't do that or anything um so and the thing about sky chase zone is that there isn't no boss on there it just actually helped you to get into the next level uh the next zone uh for you to uh, go into so um there really wasn't much uh what was cool though is like hit the animation is that when you really have tails like running and he's at full speed um he's kind of floating with his tails going propelling like really fast genesis on so it's really really nice um yes you still can drown uh, tails when you get to chemical blend zone or you're in any kind of water and stuff so um if you don't get tails of bubble he can die and everything so do be aware of that uh but he was kind of uh like a really big character um for the sonic universe and still is he's kind of still considered as sonic's best friend in the series um but if we look at Super Mario World, we had Yoshi. Um, Yoshi is a green dinosaur, but they, as the Yoshi species, come in different colors. So you got yellow, red, blue, um, and you kind of can see Yoshi throughout the years um, that he's always been the light lime green color with Mario. But if you play a lot of the Yoshi games, besides kind of like besides Yoshi's Island, I think. Um, because I think Yoshi's Island, you were still just the one, that one color Yoshi. Um, when you started playing the other Yoshis, they started uh, uh, adding different colors. Um, definitely when you play Super Mario World, and you get different color Yoshis, like they, like, uh, you get their egg and stuff, and you feed them, um, they will come a different color Yoshi and have different abilities and stuff. Um, but, uh, throughout the throughout the years and stuff, uh, definitely when you look at Yoshi's Woody World and definitely when you see Yoshi's Crafted World, um, there's different color patterns and colors of Yoshi's who uh, do different things and stuff. So Yoshi has always been lime green, but he's had evolved throughout the years in the games. Um, when you look at Super Mario World, though, is that he kind of was uh, uh, Mario's animal companion because, you know, Mario had Luigi. Um, and always will have Luigi until uh, unless they're doing a 3D game or they're kind of putting the main focus on Luigi in his all game, like spinning off and stuff. Um, he was a companion, like I said, to Mario, um, but he's also could be used by Luigi when you guys do two player. Um, he has a long time to eat enemies to shoot them out with different results or turn them into eggs. So you were able to, um, and, uh, in Mar in Super Mario World, you were only able to eat them to gain powers. When it came to uh, Yoshi's Island, though, you were able to eat enemies and turn them to eggs for your attack and stuff. Um, you were still able to pound on enemies um, with, uh, like, jump on them or with Yoshi if you wanted to. But, you know, you would press the Y button and, you know, he'd be like, ah, and the tongue would come out. He would eat enemies and stuff. So, you know, you depending on what game um, that you play, 
uh, with Yoshi, he his tongue allowed him to do different things. But it's just that in Super Mario World, since he was new, um, there weren't a lot of enemies he could eat. He could, of course, he could eat the Koopas and the Goombas and stuff, but he couldn't eat the football Goomba or he couldn't eat the big missile or stuff. Um, he could eat uh, the uh, the cloud, Koopa Cloud or whatever. Uh, he has a particular name I can think of it and ride the uh, cloud with Yoshi in it. You were you were able to do that um, when you got your feather as Mario. Um, you were able to run and jump high with Yoshi, uh, like like you're almost flying, but you uh, couldn't really like fly fly with them um for a lot of people yoshi was always the last resort that you would use him to get to higher places or um if you were about to fall into a pit you would jump off of him and you would let yoshi uh go down the well i should say um and uh save yourself from from him um, he wasn't able to eat fireballs or anything, but he was able, if he ate a red shell, uh, he would spit out fireballs. It would be three fireballs coming out in three directions. Um, if you got uh, a green shell, you were able to spit it out um, and attack enemies and it would come back. Um, there are some kind of color special ones that if like if you got a blue a blue one i believe he uh you know gets a coin or something he gets like some special stuff um and then there's a yellow one also um but those are the blue the blue and the yellow kind of like it comes in different colors and stuff um they're very rare in this game so um of course, you can eat uh, the piranha. Well, you can't you can't eat the piranha plants or anything. But you were able to kind of like, if you got hit by him, you know Mario will fall off or jump off. But you didn't, you know, lose your power up or anything. Uh, you would just lose uh, lose Yoshi, and he would run around. You just have to go back and grapple. Um, now, what was cool about it though is that uh, when you did get Yoshi in Super Mario World, the beat changes. So you know you'll get like do 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 like just the intro to a level using that for example. But then you would get that same beat and jump on Yoshi, and the bongos would come in. So it changed up the music score also to indicate that when you had Yoshi, you it indicated that you had him in this level which changes the soundtrack so if you um if you lost him if the music was sound different and everything uh you couldn't bring him into castles and you couldn't bring him into uh ghost house you know if you came in with a yoshi uh, you would jump off and kind of like look at Yoshi and then go in and Yoshi would just bounce right there and jump. Um, and then you would just have to go through that uh, level and stuff. So um, those are those the things about it. You were able to use him in underwater levels, but the problem is it was kind of hard to control him throughout a level um, due to the fact that you really needed to swim in that level. Uh and definitely if you're doing auto auto levels and stuff, you really need it to be able to swim without having Yoshi uh, with you. 
So, um, but you were able to use Yoshi um, to get to more secret areas. Um, there is a point where in a level that instead of hitting the bar, uh, you could go underneath it with Yoshi, uh, jump off of him uh, underneath the underneath the bar, and continue to go right to reach a second bar, and that will open up a hidden pattern in the game. Um, that that will take you to another level or somewhere special. So you were able to use Yoshi's Yoshi in that manner. Um, definitely, if you like, were able to use Yoshi to the end um, and broke him, you got to keep him for the next level. You never lost Yoshi unless you got hit, unless you uh, got rid of him in a in a certain manner where he's not back on screen, or uh, you just you know, you just never picked them up or anything. Like you used them for part of the level, jumped off and uh finished the level on yourself. Uh but um uh, definitely in uh Yoshi's first game, Yoshi's Island, which is Super Mario World Two, uh he was the protector of baby Mario. So you had to definitely collect stars. You had to make sure that Mario stayed baby Mario stayed on your back and everything like that. Um, that's where the eggs and stuff came in. Cause if you got hit, you would use lose Mario and he would whine. And to stop the whining, you had to go and collect them. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so those are kind of the families, uh, the new characters that came to, uh, the Sonic universe into the Mario universe. And it, it's really intriguing to see that those characters are still beloved. And definitely with Yoshi's Crafted World coming out for Nintendo Switch, definitely seeing, uh, um, uh, Tails in its Sunday games and stuff. It, it, it's just amazing. And it, you can still play them in some games and stuff. It's still amazing to see how these two have never been forgotten and actually become a became a fan favorite. Definitely with Yoshi Willy World having its amiibo, people collected all of them. People were getting them for their actual babies. Um, they had the big Willy one uh, that you know people paid fifty dollars or whatever for, and like kept it as a classic and kept it as a toy for the baby for the baby girl, baby boy, and stuff. Like and like definitely with uh with uh, Tails is that. He kind of, you know, being the best friend. Uh, of course, you see different artworks and stuff with him, but he's always there to cheer on Sonic and help him out. And regardless of what people see or think about him and stuff, that, um, you know, he's always been a ride or die character. He's been very important. And kind of in a sense, like, if you don't have Tails in the Sonic game, to me personally that's it's not blasphemy or anything but it feels weird and it feels odd uh to not see him in there so when i come back we're gonna uh talk about some of the cool ideas that actually came to uh sonic the hedgehog 2 when i come right back
let's talk about some of the uh, new ideas um, for Sonic 2. Um, one of the biggest ones uh, definitely is there were more paths in this game. Um, when you kind of when you play uh, the Sonic games, um, you know different areas will take you will make you uh, get to different places. Um, but with for some reason with Sonic Two, they opened that up more to get to the goal of this level. Uh, the, a lot of the bonus stages were at the checkpoints instead of being at the end. Because when you uh, when you play Sonic One and you had like fifty coins or a certain amount of coins, and you uh, got to the end, you would see a ring flowing, and if you run and jump into the ring, ring it would take you to uh, a pinball uh, bonus stage, in a in a sense, and you had to navigate Sonic to bounce around to get him to the Emerald. Where with this one, you had a long tube to run, but we're gonna get into the auto run tubes in a little bit later. Uh, um, but it was just more open as, as, you know, things to do. One of the most noticeable thing, definitely when you're playing Sonic 2, was that graphics were a little bit cleaner, a uh, little bit better and expressive in the background. Uh, you had corkscrews now in this game. So not only did you run upside down or you ran... Uh, you know, like going up and down with hills and stuff like with chemical zone. Uh, it's kind of cool when you, you and tails are running one that's going up, one that's going down. Uh, people from the Gurney, Illinois area kind of know, um, um, six flags, great America. You guys also can check this out. The American Eagle, uh, there's a point where if the blue and red coaster are going together, one could go be going up and one could be going down. And it's kind of a cool wave kind of look. It's a nice thing. But with the quartz screws, you were able to uh, have Sonic go through these, um, be able make it feel like a roller coaster. So not only did you have the loops and stuff, but when you're going fast and stuff, you'll be able to take Sonic through these uh, corkscrews. Um, problem is, is that there weren't enough corkscrews in a lot of the levels and stuff. Um, but when you did get to one, it was kind. It was very cool to see Sonic run through that. Uh, definitely when you're been uh, going through. Uh, a long loop um, and it's still that was still one of the things that uh, uh, later some of the later Sonic games kind of fixes that when you when you are going fast when you got this good running flow it feels good um, and when you come to a stop to do a platform which is going to be like 75% of the level uh, you kind of wish that there were more uh, to do uh to have a good flow moment to just go upside down and do go all the course screws and stuff. Uh, but that was a good new idea that they added. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, the two player co-op and split screen, um, with that split screen version, you had like a time trial mode and whoever got to the end of the level, um, they would, you know, be the winner and it would point out who time was the best uh for that but you could also play it for the main game if you wanted to uh only until you get to like i said uh the chase zone 
and everything. Because, uh, of course, Tails can't fly himself and Sonic don't know how to fly. Uh, so, um, like I mentioned, it was two levels per stages. So, you would do a main level. You'll do another main level, but at the end, instead of uh, getting... You know, instead of ending it, uh, you will fight Robotnik. And he had different forms, and uh, they will always change up on the platforming, on how to hit him and where you're going to land. So you kind of had to be aware that uh, the more deep, the more you got into the game, the more challenging it was going to get for the boss fights and stuff. So you just had to literally be aware. And that's why if you were playing with another character, you and Tails were able to handle them more efficiently and more easy uh, because Tails cannot die. He, you know, he'll, he'll, you know, own, do that sound effect and fall off the stage, but he always came back. And will be able to help you throughout uh, if you survive long enough. So it was nothing, nothing like Donkey Kong Country, uh, where if you lost Diddy Kong, you had to uh, make your way to get him back with another barrel, with a Diddy Kong barrel. So you didn't have to worry about that. Definitely with Sonic Two. Um, so, um, but these bonus stages of all of Run Tubes. So. The way that it's designed is that you and Tails are running together. And uh, you had to control both of them. So uh, what happened was is that there would always be a delay. So Sonic was running. Tails was going along with you. Now, there was an option that you can play the full game, which is Sonic itself, and not have, have Tails. Um, for some people, that was very helpful for the bonus stages. Other times, you just have to kind of be make sure. So... You would go through these uh, tubes and you would still collect rings. And the rings would be in certain patterns or, you know, they would be able, they would be showing you that if you go up or they would be fully going straight or whatever. And you had to collect those rings to meet a goal. So if you kept those rings and you met your goal, you got past that first checkpoint. Um, there were uh, a little problem, um, I mean, not problem. There were uh, tests to it where these mind-looking things, where if you hit them, you would lose rings. So your goal was not to hit them. You can jump over them. You could, like, dodge and avoid them. And but the thing about it was because Sonic was able to go left and right, you weren't able to go all the way upside down because you would get to a point that you'd be diagonal left or diagonal right, and Sonic would just fall down. Um, and because this is a, this is an auto thing, they would kind of show you where some stuff is happening, so you understand what you need to do to plan yourself. Um, if you have tails with you, you would have to jump accordingly, so that if you jump tails, that delayed jump that happened with tails will follow next with them, so that both of you guys wouldn't get hit and lose coins. Um, if you guys were playing together, um, you and Tails can uh, work together to avoid traps and collect coins. And that would be more helpful. Um, but it got harder and harder. And you had to be all three checkpoints in order to get the Emerald. And they were very fun and still people uh, love them today. You could even check them out on YouTube. Or if you guys have the Sega Genesis collection, that's on uh, Xbox One, Switch, 
uh, PlayStation 4 or even of the old systems and stuff, wherever Sonic 2 is available, I do recommend giving a play if you guys want to experience the game itself. Um, but yeah, doing these uh, these root, these uh, two runs, they were able to give you guys the emeralds easy. So you can pretty much have all eight emeralds halfway through the game if you were able to do it right. Um, collect your 50 coins when you got to the check level. Uh, jump in the bonus stage. If you, uh, master that bonus stage, you know, being prepared. And things did get faster. And it felt like a roller coaster. You would go uphill at times. It didn't go downhill real fast. You would go curves and stuff. Um, you didn't go upside down. And you didn't do, like, uh, C-curves. But you would just go to the right or go uh, to the left and stuff. So you kind of had to be aware of what was going on on uh they also added a spin dash so you were able also to jump on enemies and stuff but if you hold down uh and started revving up the uh a b or c buttons like the jump button your attack button uh he will um he would like like get real fast and he was do there and if you held it like held the button and stuff um he would hold still going fast. And once you release your attack button, he will spin off. So, uh, you would use that to get to small little tubes that would take you to different areas. You would use that to also defeat certain enemies and everything. Uh, it was really cool. And still to this very day, um, definitely you still have the spin dash, but when it came to the 3d games, you end up getting the, uh, uh, homing attack for that but it's still still for Sonic Hedgehog 2 you were able to have that because you didn't really have any power power ups you still had the visibility you still had the special suit shoes you still had getting additional um uh, rings and stuff um you just didn't have as many power-ups as Super Mario World 2 did, where the power-ups is like you you were able to fly, you were able to have fire, you were able to get Yoshi, and you were able to just get big and stuff. Um, so it didn't have that, and because this is more linear than Super Mario World, uh, Super Mario World, uh, it was more focused and concise. So when you did do the spin dash and everything, like your prog- it's helping you progress throughout the level and throughout the game. Um, Casino Zone uh, rewards. Now, what Casino Zone was, it's like they kind of took, uh, you know. Uh, a uh, not a jackpot, but uh, one of those uh, things uh, that you know uh, you put a coin in, you put the handle down, and uh, it, stuff starts rotating. You get the select. Uh, think of a super a super mar- a jack a jackpot system. I think that's what it is. Um, think of it a Super Mario Brothers two for the U.S. Um, if you end up getting enough coins and you end up passing the level, you were able to match three and get uh some coins or get um uh no not really coin yeah some coins to spend more or you were able to get uh one ups and stuff um uh with that and with casino world it's like you would just it would just automatically run and then choose for you and you would get additional coins or sometimes even enemies and stuff um oh also the game still had the shield just to let everybody know it still had that um but you know you were able to spend time uh playing that and who would know like you had a little you was able to uh 
gamble, take your take take chances and stuff. But and you didn't have to pay no coins or anything. It would give you points, or it would give you coins, or it would kind of hurt you and stuff. And sometimes it would just you would find it, you would jump in, and never happen. And as a kid, like it was really fun to do and stuff. So it was something really new to see how Sonic could uh, interact with the environment. Um, where with Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario World is that you had a cage that you could hop on and you could hit and it would switch you on the other side. So if enemies were coming at you and you was at a door, you would switch it and those fireballs and enemies would miss you. Um, but you were able also able to switch back to go during the game. So kind of the jumping between the foreground and uh, you know between the background and foregrounds jumping in between those two was only during that cage, but it wasn't very noticeable. You were still on that two D plane and stuff. But it was it was very interactive to see. And although you didn't really get to see do any more of that throughout Sonic the Hedgehog two, Casino uh, Zone was very big and very important to Sonic the Hedgehog 2 a lot, I, I remember spending a lot of time in that level and making sure that I had enough time that when it did hit uh, close to 10 minutes I was at the end of the level so when I get back um, we're going to talk about a little bit about you know the best that fans could get uh, out of this game um, and kind of it kind of was the leading thing, like I said, for the uh, Sega Genesis. So we'll talk about that when I get back. about uh the best a fan can get and uh this is kind of um like just some highlights um about kind of like the sega genesis and why sonic 2 is important or kind of did what it did to help this uh um the sega genesis become a noticeable system um 
Sonic 2 is highly regarded as the best game out on the Genesis library. Um, that's above Arthur Beast, uh, Shooter Rage 2, Total Gem and Earl, Echo, Golden Axe, Eternal Champions, Vector Man, Comic Zone. Uh, when it comes to Sonic's, I mean, not Sonic, Sega's first party games, um, you know, Arthur Beast definitely was an arcade game. And when it came to Sega Genesis, you know, uh, people who, who remember the arcade experience, um, they were just like, you know, rise from your grave or rise from your grave, uh, for some people and stuff. Um, and they enjoy Arthur Beast for what it is. Uh, Shoots of Rage, uh, Shoots of Rage bought, um, a up with a great, uh, house techno soundtrack and stuff. Definitely with Shoots of Rage too. Um, being a major game for for that, uh, Toe Jam and Earl had their kind of hip hop little game. Um, Echo the Dolphin was kind of it's like Sega's Metroid game in a sense, if you think about it. Golden Axe, you know, of course that was another arcade game brought to the Sega Genesis, and you know people enjoyed that game. Uh, Eternal Champions were Sega's fighting game. Um, they're pretty much their first two uh, D fighting game. Um, because they have Virtual Fighter um, as their 3D, and they also had Golden Axe as a fighting game, but pretty much you see that in arcade. Um, I don't know if they... I didn't see it as a Sega Genesis game um, when that game came out, but I do remember it being an arcade game. Um, Vector Man is kind of their Contra, in a sense, uh, with that, and then, you know, Comic Zone took... It's a beat up that took their take on the comic zone. Now they also had uh, a Marvel X-Men game. They also had a Disney game with Mickey Mouse. Um, they also had Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, but those is kind of more licensed to uh, Sega. They also had some of the Capcom games that uh, uh, Sega like will publish, uh, like Forgotten Worlds and uh, Strider uh, and Ghouls and Ghosts or Ghosts and Goblins for some people. Uh, some of those games and everything. They also had a uh, Mega Man, co- a little Mega Man collection uh, with their online service. But out of everything, and Sonic Three was okay, but it didn't do the numbers like Sonic Two did. Um, even with Sega CD having Sonic CD, it had it was it was very ideal of where they were going with the time, uh, with the time jumps and stuff, and uh, with the clear you know soundtrack that the CD quality had. But it kind of didn't match level design wise. It didn't match up to what uh, Sonic Two had. Uh, Sonic 3 wasn't a strong follow-up compared to Yoshi's Island. Um, Yoshi Island definitely really just outbeat Sonic 3 um, by a large margin. Definitely with definitely with its artwork with the Cray, uh, Crayola crayon looking style. Definitely with its boss battles. Uh, Yoshi's Island still has some of the greatest boss battles of all time on the Super Nintendo. You, you just cannot deny that. Um, fighting the crow on the moon. Uh, the way that you beat Boo. Uh, just all these different ways on how to fight the enemies and bosses in Yoshi's Island was really creative and just so so wonderful. And like I said, the level the level design just was kind of like sometimes they would mix a puzzle in with the 
uh, with it. Um, you were, they had a lot of collectibles, so they had more stuff that you could do throughout the level. And stuff. And it, just, it, it was just like kind of for a lot of people perfection, uh, showing that, you know, if Yoshi had this all game, this would this what it would be like. Um, definitely with Sonic Three, it was very innovative because you had Knuckles with it, Sonic and Knuckles. But and you were also able to put Sonic Two into onto uh, Sonic and Knuckles, uh, which is Sonic Three, uh, because it was a way kind of like backwards compatible in the sense that you were able to uh, have Knuckles and Sonic Two and use them throughout that game and get through different parts of the level. Uh, for it, so um, Sonic Two, uh, Sonic CD didn't sell enough people to get the Sega CD or the revamped Genesis. Um, even definitely with the 32X coming out, Sonic, you know, a lot of the Sonic games uh, throughout the years just didn't hit quite up. Definitely until Dreamcast came, you had Sonic Adventures. Of course, you had Sonic 3D Blast, uh, which didn't do farewell. Uh, you also had Sonic R. Um, you had, uh, Sonic's fighting game and stuff. Um, so, like, some of the future games didn't live up until you actually got to Sonic Adventure and stuff. But, definitely for the Sega, Sega Genesis, Sonic CD, it came, it went. Some people did play it. Some people did get a Sonic CD just to play that game. But, it wasn't memorable like Sonic 2 is. Uh, Sonic 2 had a balance with its levels and music, but not memorable bosses. So yeah, if you go through if you go through Sonic uh, 2 and uh, when you got to Robotnik and stuff, you kind of like you, you seen what it was. It offered you a challenge, but nothing stood out. Um, definitely when you look at uh, Sonic uh, Super Mario World, where you're fighting the kids and stuff. Um, they would have different ways on how you go out and beating them. And definitely when you got to King Koopa at the end with him flying around, uh, they changed up the pattern on how to defeat him. So it wasn't just a normal uh, jump on his head or, you know, uh, you know, dodge him or, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, hit him with something and, he, you know, hit him with three hits and he's dead and stuff. You didn't have that. You really had to think about on uh, how to uh, get through these fights and stuff and usually time your attacks to him and stuff because it got very tasteful in Super Mario World when it came to finding Koopa. At times as a kid, it got very tasteful and everything. Uh, so, uh, you know, Definitely with that, Sonic 2 just stood out more. Just There's just something about Sonic 2 that really got fans on board over what uh, Sonic the Hedgehog uh, and some of the other Genesis games did. And still to this very day, you know, throughout the Sonic fandom, you know, a lot of people still love Sonic 2 and just love the Sonic characters and stuff. But it was just like, when you if you grew up in the area of the Sega Genesis, and even when you look at the Sega Genesis Classic, Sonic Two is still held regarded as one of their best games. Um, so when I get back, um, I'm going to answer the question: Is it Sega's Super Mario World? And I'll be talk about that when I get back.
So, it's Sunday the Hedgehog 2, Sega Super Mario World. And yes, I think it is. Uh, the design of the world has stayed throughout the series and added more. Um, people still listen and play the game. Uh, besides Streets of Rage 2, the Genesis didn't have many gems like Sonic 2. Um, I mean, there were games for it that are you know, recognized, but nothing stands out more with that. You know, even if you look at Shino, the Shinobi game on, uh, on Sega Genesis, how it had the Spider-Man thing, um, with that, you know, that was just a little part of, um, of it, but it's nothing where it's just like, Oh my goodness. Wow. I remember this game and I remember this game and stuff. Um, it, it kind of just feels like, that you know it was that one little thing and then people forgot about Shinobi uh in a sense uh, sorry about that everybody uh um it, it kind of you know it was it, it it wasn't just like you know Shinobi started off as an arcade came to the Sega Master System and then grew from there and stuff and even somehow ended on the Super Nintendo with Tangent uh that's the history that you guys should really check about and stuff. I mean, actually, it's very weird because I actually rented Shinobi for the Nintendo and beat the game on the Nintendo alongside the Sega Master System. Just saying. Uh, uh, back in the day. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, Super Nintendo had more with Super Metroid becoming the best game of all time. So, you know, Super Mario World did start off the Super Nintendo, and then there was just a cavalcade of great games, you know, from Nintendo and third party. But then kind of when Super Metroid came out, there were there's really no game in that 16-bit area, era to to even you know top super metroid now that might be a personal thing for some people that there is a game that tops super metroid but in the general um uh, in a in a general sense of the community and kind of the video game industry still to this day super metroid is still regarded as probably the best game of any console generation of any console uh that has ever came out because people still use that design for the games they still go back and play they still see it as a template of using uh exploration and you know gaining new powers and what you could do with them and stuff and of course the the um industry has evolved from that but there's no denying that Super Metroid for some people really holds a significance to video games itself. So, um, Sonic 2, as great as it is, you know, it might be significant for the Sonic fan, even for the Sega fan and the Genesis fan. Super Metroid kind of decimated all of that after it came out. Not saying that it, you know, not saying that for you for people who personally feel like Super Sonic Hedgehog 2 or Comic Zone or Arrow Flash or something whatever may be better than Super Metroid there's just a sense that the template of the end his in history that uh Super Metroid has uh developed and like kind of is out there and stuff it still uses it to this day and pretty much nobody uses anything of the template of Sonic Sonic 2 in a sense, even Sega doesn't use it. You know, they, yeah, we have Sonic Mania and stuff, but that was developed by some fans who kind of like took some of the games. And even Sonic Generations took stuff from 
the Sonic games and mixed it in with some 3D levels uh, for the second stage and stuff. But, you know, you just don't see Sonic 2 still being talked about, even though it's highly regarded, as well as Super Metroid has. Um, Sonic 2, though, showed what the Genesis can do like Super Mario World did for the SNES. So, you know, 16-bit 16 16-bit systems, you know, that rivalry between Sega and Nintendo with their c- complete uh, consoles. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 just was able to do more and show off more. Where uh, Super Mario World out the gate showed what Nintendo could do when they have better graphics and they design out the box. And that innovation has kind of continue to uh, continue like you see what Super Mario World led into with Yoshi's Island how uh, Nintendo 64 there was Super Mario 64 and how that brought analog and uh, 3D control and camera into video games in general you look at GameCube and you look at Super Mario Sunshine and stuff um, it brought that Calypso feeling but it also allowed you to you know uh kind of like go out and explore and take on any way that you want to with these games and also be challenged and stuff um and what would happen when you don't have a power up but you do have a life bar and stuff um we you know of course you know you have super mario galaxy which which played with gravity and physics and really blew a lot of people's mind and now with Wii U of course you have Super Mario 3D World and having four players but you know the fascination with cats <laughs> and people loving that game and it's still feeling like an old school Mario game but just like definitely great soundtrack and graphics and stuff but what happens when all four of you guys are trying to get that crown uh, in that sense and then now we have um, we have Nintendo Switch with Super Mario Odyssey uh, and that has changed stuff with Mario just having this cap being able to jump off doing these different things and getting around these different levels and people different, doing different tricks um, same with Sonic 2 you know you had Sonic 3 adding the adding the cart and stuff Sonic 4 coming a little bit later for 360 and stuff you had two games with that uh, kind of trying to bring that old f- favorite to it you had Sonic R Sonic Fighting Sonic 3D Blast uh, you, like I said you had Sonic Adventure Sonic Adventure 1, uh, Sonic Heroes, um, you had Sonic the Hedgehog 2006, uh, like, you had Sonic, uh, Sonic Anime, just like Super Mario World had its, uh, its, uh, cartoon, but Sonic was able to have, like, an American and a Japanese anime, uh, dedicated to its universe, um, it, it grew into, Sonic definitely has a community that Super Mario and Yoshi kind of doesn't have in a sense. Take that as you will, if you know what I mean. But, you know, the Sonic fans, Sonic doesn't have a fan base. Regardless of how the games turn out and their quality is, they have a lot of support. And there are still people who are still fans of Sonic. I'm still a fan of the Sonic games. And I do enjoy playing them. So, um, I think, I, I, like I said, I do think that Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was Sega Genesis Super Mario World. And, you know, like I like I offer or I recommend 
do go play that game. The game is out available. Uh, give it a whirl. I say, if you want to look up the cheat, you can go on YouTube or on the internet and find out how to do the cheat code. It's a sound select thing that you can do. But I prefer you to experience the game from beginning to end. Uh, and thoroughly enjoy your and thoroughly enjoy yourself and be challenged. So with that, everybody, uh, we're going to get into the plugs and then we're going to end the show. And I will be right back. So let's get into these plugs. Of course, you guys can find Option Opinion on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast apps. Uh, I'm going to be trying to get it also more on some like Spotify, uh, Spotify, and you know some other platforms to see and see what I need to do to get it there. But you know, you guys can find it there. Um, you can find me on Twitter at that retro code. Um, and also you can find me on various other podcasts that I'll get into later. Um, but when I plug, uh, the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce, um, you can find their podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google play, uh, Stitcher. Uh, you can like their, uh, page and follow them on Twitter at HH podcast show and subscribe to them on YouTube. Also, um, you can also listen to secret friends unite. You can check out their podcast on Podomatic iTunes and Stitcher, like their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at Secret Friends U and subscribe to their YouTube page Secret Friends Unite. Uh, you can also find Nindy Nation uh, on iTunes and at the NintendoVillage.com and you can find them on Facebook and on Twitter at Nindy Nation. You can find Nintendo Domain at NintendoDomainPodcast.com uh, YouTube.com slash ThingMatter and Twitch.tv slash NintendoDomainPodcast. You can find also the Devon Cox Experience and the Skyward Cast on iTunes. Uh, we the Gamer Cast. Uh, and uh, let's get into the NGR radio show. And also, guys, you can find World One One Podcast on um, Podbean. We are now on there. So, uh, search World One One Podcast on, uh, at podbean.com. Uh, I don't have the official uh, uh, information 
for that yet, but I got to get the uh, the new plugs for that stuff so I could plug World War One podcast. But you guys can find me. I'm not normally now on the show. Uh, do I, when I can be on the show, you guys will hear me. But I do have a segment called the Joshi Yaks, uh, where I talk about what I've been playing and give my perspective uh, on one topic and stuff. So you guys can check, still check out those episodes with me still put, uh, contributing to the show. Um, due to work purposes, that's the only reason why. Um, but you can find me on ngrradio.com or uh, nurseguntrogueradio.com um, where uh, I have my optional opinion blogs there or I have um, just kind of thoughts and stuff, original blogs that I post there. Um, you can find uh, Nintendo Power Block there uh, that I co-host with Corey and Jesse. Also Arsenal X, um, our Xbox podcast on, uh, where I'm the host and with Corey and Jesse. We all talk all things Xbox. We are restructuring that uh, that show so um, you guys can check. Uh, we also have it on YouTube, Arsenal X, Xbox channel and Nintendo Power Block channel. Uh, so if you guys want to check that out, we also heard the Nurse Gone Rogue uh, podcast, um, Nurse Gone Platinum, our Sony pla- uh, platform with Jason, uh, Jason Marshall, uh, Moose Lee, and Jeff um, there. Uh, we also have Pot and Play, uh, AX Plays, uh, Trophy Room, uh, and, and other shows on Nurse Gone Rogue. So you can check the main thing at ngrradio.com. Um, you can also check out my reviews up there. Uh, you can check it under Optional Opinion with ADV, or you can check the review section. I just did a review for Crackdown 3, so you guys can read that. Um, I also did a review for Resident Evil 2, if you guys want to check that also. I'll be getting ready to do the review for Devil May Cry 5 and Yoshi's Woody World for the month of March and then some more there's going to be a lot of Nintendo reviews coming if you guys want to check um, I am going to be doing Days Gone uh, also for Sony's um, and then just whatever comes out that I find interesting like um, I'm going to be trying to have a discussion episode with Moose Leaf about Sekiro Shadows Die Twice I'm, I am really cannot wait to have that episode um, I will be having the Hellblade uh, episode hopefully with Jesse Douglas and Jesse White coming soon uh, f- sorry guys I have been playing a lot of other games and stuff um, also if you guys want to check out we have a thing called the NX Challenge uh, you can go to ngrradio.com or uh, our Arsenal X, uh, Xbox fan page or our Nintendo Pop, uh, Power Block Facebook page and check out the uh, check out the um, the list on how that goes about. Um, the AX Challenge is only for Nintendo consoles and Microsoft consoles. So even if you play games on Windows 10, uh, nothing from 2019 will count. You have to play all the games that re- has released in 2018 or beyond. Anything new on 2019, it is excluded. Um, it's great that you play and beat that game for 2019. That's cool. But this is uh, for past games to help you get through your your backlog um we do have a coin system that you guys are able to use uh so when you read the uh when you read the rules on how they are broken down you guys will be able to understand it so um you can find uh um or actually sorry about that everybody you can email the show at my comments at yahoo.com and you can follow me on twitter at that virtual like i said you can read the optional opinion blogs on like i said on ngrradio.com um 
the moment of freshly is leaving skirmishfrogs.com. Um, I am going to write a blog about that. Uh, and I think I'm going to, I'm going to try to bring it, uh, to NGR radio or in some capacity. I'm sorry, guys. I tried to, uh, be more committed to writing it, but unfortunately I'm not able to do that. Uh, but hopefully with the moment I do bring that kind of back and talk about and uh talk about that might actually actually do it as a series uh for ngr radio and stuff so hopefully you guys will be able to check that out um you guys could come see me on twitch and subscribe at the lyrical one and watch my let's learn series i it will be getting back to that um i'm going to be playing xbox and uh playstation uh games and uh streaming right there and talking some more stuff i've been bad at it (laughs) and stuff but i am going to be doing it and hopefully uh you guys will be able to check out some of my ax plays um some i'm gonna have to get my schedule uh ready for that to happen um also this year the video video games is making a return once again back in september um and i and i am going to be doing podcasts and stuff with a lot of special guests with there so hopefully you guys will be ready to see that um i'm going to get into the pre-planning stages in the coming weeks so that i have everything in advance ready for that um so that you guys will be able to read the blogs you guys will be able to hear those episodes and it's going to be a great uh a great uh topic and thing and i think you guys are really going to like that so with that everybody have a great week have a great weekend hopefully i'll have another episode out soon for you guys um but thank you guys for sticking around thank you guys for listening to optional opinion um i like i said i do apologize uh for my tardiness for not bringing out uh a, a consistent episodes i am working on that to be better uh, because when my new season comes i still want to give you guys great topics and great discussions to have with that everybody have a great week have a great day have a good weekend oh whenever you're hearing this and as always i'm out peace
Our music for this episode comes from YouTube. Our intro music was B Plus Nighttime by Voice Out. Sonic 2 Music Chemical Plant Song for our music break starting off by Sonic KAI. Sonic Hedgehog 2 Casino Night Zone Smooth Jazz Cover by Dante121234. Def Egg Robot Final Boss Sonic 2 God Metal Remix by Johnny Atma. Sonic 2 Special Stage Dance Remix German J J E M E N J German J. Hilltop Zone Act 1 Sonic the Hedgehog 2 HD Music Extended by Brawl B R S T M S 3X. And our indie music was by DJ Cupman Sky Chase Sonic 2 Remix Volume 3 on Game Chops. Also, everybody. Paying respects to Luke Perry. He has died at the age of 52 from a massive stroke that he had five days ago. 